continue sharing our podcast with your friends, family, um, groups, whatever. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those platforms. So thank you guys so much for your encouragement, for laughing with us, and, and just giving us your funny stories too. So we love to hear those. Ken, what are we going to talk about today? The real me. The, the real me. What's that mean to you? I mean, that's like the unfiltered version of you if they had to do a... Um, yeah, okay, a reality show or something. No like, eyelashes, no yeah. tattooed eyebrows. Yeah, they got, I mean, that's just you. Like, no makeup. You barefoot yelling at somebody in the yard at home. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe I've done that before. Oh, Maybe I know it was I this have. week. Yeah, I know I have. Speaking and, of the yard, can I tell a funny story? Yes, please do. So, some of you guys know that I had the um, unfortunate time when I came home from a date and my parents were listening to Kenny G. Um, so we're not going to talk about that again, but I'm working through it. Just want you to know that update. <laughs> no, but one of the things that my mom used to do, I don't know why this always happened. I guess Saturday was like mowing day and now uh, my mom loves to do yard work. Okay. Y'all's yard always let the borrow. Because mom, Same. you know? Yeah. Dad would get all the stuff out ready for mom to use. Oh, really? And she would mow the front yard and stripe it up and make it look great. Yeah. And she would let da- she would let dad do like the field and the um, backyard. Well, that's <laughs> nice that she let him have a hand in it too. Yeah, you know, um, we joke about that, but she just likes it to look nice, and, and she takes pride in that. But I just want you to also know that she looks like Jane Fonda when she mows. She's full with the sweatband. She this is the only time she's Richard Simmons just popped in my head though. No, I see her. Dad does not look like Richardson. My dad does not shave his armpits. (laughs) But she looked like Jane Fonda. And so somebody would notoriously come pick me up for a date, and my mom's mowing and looks like she's got these old mowed shoes that are like dyed green from the grass. She's got shorts on, and she's got her some kind of t shirt with a hole in it, like Ain't Hogs Great or something from some 5K that she never ran. And. Then she's got this headband on, her sweatband. Oh, and she usually good. has a paper towel sticking in her pants. She so wipes her sweats. <laughs> and Bounty, you know, it absorbs a lot, so you can keep using it. <laughs> Bounty, will you sponsor us? That's just so, a little plug there for Bounty. Also, if my mom is mean to me now, um, I'm like, I will, mate. I will bury you in your mowing outfit. He, you should. We should re- recreate a video of you out there dressed like that, mowing in the front. Maybe we'll do that. That, that could be a YouTube video. We'll that would be that. hilarious. But the real me is like me without filters. Me without. That was the real Brenda, though. It was the real Brenda. 
But she liked what she was doing. She was comfortable. Mm -hmm. She didn't care. I mean, that was Brenda unfiltered. It was. Mowing the grass. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's good. That's. Yeah. A lot of times we don't like to see. We don't Brenda's real. To see us like yeah. that. No. And it's embarrassing. But I was, we were talking about, you know, just not being at your best. But Braden used to look and get out of his car and go into school when he was little. <laughs> and he would drive me nuts and he would. He would just want to stay, yeah. and he was just so attached. One, you know, I don't get ready to go through the car. I didn't at that time get ready to go through Nor that car I. line. It was rough. I looked sketch. I got out of the car to get him out of the car in my pajamas. He locked me out of the car, <laughs> and I'm standing there trying Can to you grab describe your pajamas. I'm, getting, I, like, I'm pretty sure I had Ninja today. Turtle um, yes. pajama pants on, and <laughs> probably some kind of. Uh, camp shirt or something oh kind of jesus shirt look at the children the youth pastor with her pajamas <laughs> on and my so hair was like, like <laughs> but i'm like hey this is me yeah you know hey, that's the real deal mm -hmm. and at that point he was he didn't realize oh you know that gosh. he was embarrassing me that bad yeah but another time in front of him, the school at the same exact place he locked me out oh i was walking God. him up to the door and I was carrying Grayson. Oh. And there, I didn't see that there was this big hole that was stuck. And you can imagine, you went to China Elementary. I, oh I went down in that hole and fell. And Why Grayson, is there a hole? I don't know. They should have had something over. And Grayson flew, Stairs. like, through the air. <laughs> and Brayden walked away from us. He's like, Mom, get up. And I like, said, you held Simba up. Yeah. And dropped him. He flew. He'll tell you. And if... And Braden was like, Mama, get up, get up. It was the same parking place, same place. I said, no, this is where you embarrass me whenever you was showing yeah. yourself like me out of the car. <laughs> now I done fell in a hole out here. <laughs> You're embarrassed. Oh, my God. That's the real way, though. That's awesome. You have to laugh at yourself, though. You do. Oh, my I mean, If you don't, life is rough. Yeah, and that's it. We all have those moments. Yeah. And nobody looks like a model 24-7. No. I mean, that's like some of the clothes and shirts I wear at home. I, yeah. have, a, I have a Wu-Tang Clan shirt. I love and, it. Um, I want a shirt, like a Snoop Dogg shirt or something. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, well, I can't wear this in public. But, you know, that's the real me that yes. I like that. And I love Snoop Dogg. And speaking of Snoop Dogg, you know when they performed at, <laughs> at the... Uh, the Super Bowl, the halftime. Yeah. I've been meaning to tell this about uh, Susie oh, Whitley. What does Susie do? Well, my parents talked through the whole thing, you know. Rah, 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 rah. Which should be a sin. Yeah. If the 90s stuff is coming back. I know. Home. You know, they just talked. And whatever. Mama said, who's doc Dr. Drury? And we all Is Dr. Drury can do the H-E-R? I don't know. He, I said, I think he works at Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just bust up my hernia She said he's Dr. Dre and we died. I said, you just made the podcast. So it's Dr. Dre. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Dr. Dre. <laughs> Who is this Dr. Dre? I love it. That's, that's fine. So good. But that's the real her, man. That's yeah. the real her. She don't know that stuff and she just says it and that's funny. One of my favorite songs is the song we talked about. We're talking about today. It's called "The Real Me." It's Natalie Grant. I sang it some years back. Did you? I did. But I love the lyrics. You want to read them to us? You want me to read them? Sure. Okay. 
You know it better. You read it. Okay. Foolish heart. Looks like we're here again. Same old game of plastic smile. Don't let anybody in. Hiding my heartache. Will this glass house break? How much will they take before I'm empty? Do I let it show? Does anybody know? But you see the real me. And this is referring to God. Hiding in my skin, broken from within, unveil me completely. I'm loosening my grasp. There's no need to mask my frailty because you see the real me. Um, and then it goes on. Painted on, life is behind a mask. Self-inflicted circus clown. I'm tired of the song and dance. Living a charade, always on parade. What a mess I've made of my existence. But you love me even now and still I see somehow but you see the real me. You see the real me, wonderful, beautiful, is what you see. You're turning the tattered fabric of my life into a perfect tapestry. I just wanna be me, and you see the real me. Don't you love that? That's good. I mean, that's like poetry. It is. It's sort of like scripture, too. It is. Like, yeah. God sees the real us. He doesn't care if we have makeup and style and all that. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. I love to get dressed up. I love different shoes. I'm writing a book about that right now. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. But, like, if you can't do anything without filters, if you can't do anything without right. ever being afraid to embarrass yourself and just laugh at yourself, I know. like, that's just sad to me. It's it a is. sad place. That's something I try to teach these kids yeah. that I work with all the time because they're like, they don't want to do something because they're, they're worried or they're scared and they're literally yeah. paranoid out of their mind. And I'm like, you got this. It did, I mean, uh, a lot of times your kids, they're, they're going to give you more grace than anything. People Absolutely are. Absolutely they will. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, just, yeah. just do it. Just, I know. Just I go think, for it. I think there's definitely have to, there has to be issues with your self-confidence and and maybe how you oh, view sure. yourself and maybe even your view of God. If you don't view God rightly and you think he's like everybody else and he's judging you from the outside in. Yeah. That's a sad place because God does that. Scripture says God looks at the heart. Oh, yeah. he doesn't look at the outward appearance. He thinks that's a joke. Yeah. Most of the time. And that's stuff that we come up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's God hard. looks at the heart. It's hard for us to see our, even ourselves like God sees us. Right. And I, that's a concept you have to think really hard about. It is. Because it's amazing. And having good friendships. Like, I know I can come in here after a walk and I stink, which I do right now, and have no makeup on. And you don't judge me. You love me just the same. Oh, I love you just the same. You need people yeah. around you who love you no matter what. No matter what. Failures, good times, bad times. Yeah. Good mood, bad mood. I know. knew when the guy <laughs> came along that didn't mind that my mom looked like Jane Fonda Mellon. That would be the one. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. Uh, And, you know, the Bible reminds us so much of this. Yeah. In 2 Thessalonians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. I mean, you're going to get rid of certain things in your life, but you're still going to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And yeah. God still put that personality and those certain things about you. You just, you know, when you when you take receive Him into your heart, you you just change some of your ways, but you're still who you are. Absolutely. Um, Romans six four says we were buried therefore with Him by baptism into death, in order that Jesus, as Christ, was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we too might walk in newness of life. 
That's good. We just had Easter. Amen. <laughs> He's risen. I know. I've loved telling that story. So good. Um, Romans six four. We were we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So, I mean, I think about how. Could you imagine how you would have felt if you had seen Jesus like looking at his worst on the cross? And you look at that though, and you know that's really a beautiful sight. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll make you cry. He did and it'll it make for your us. heart hurt. But yeah. at the same time, it's beautiful. I think that's kind of how. He suffered and bled and died for us. Yeah. For the realness of who we are. Yeah. Because he sees the real us. And yeah. that's what he died for. All of our sin, all of our failures, all of our ugliness. Yeah. So he sees us when we're our worst, a mess, yeah. a wreck. And he thinks, well, that's beautiful. You know, like we mm-hmm. do with him. Which is amazing. It is there's a lot of um, people talking about different personality tests, and in recent years, the Enneagram has become really popular. Yes. And people often ask me about that because of me being a counselor, and some people want you know to talk about that within sessions, or they ask this or that. And there's a lot of Christians who've even jumped on that bandwagon. And there's nothing wrong with taking a test and saying, "Oh man, that's kind of interesting," and you know, there's things I can glean from that. But you should never let anything define you but Christ. Right. And I just want to, like, challenge people today when we're talking about the real me and your identity. When you look at the Enneagram, I just want to point out a few things from a counseling perspective. First of all, the test is not a psychological assessment that has undergone specific designs and professional strategies to prove or attempt reliability or validity internally or externally, which are big words to say basically the test is not something that was has gone through all the proper channels to make sure that it actually proves what it says it does. Right. And that's important to know. Because people, uh, I mean, I have too. I've, I've taken the test yeah, several same. times. I've read a book. When mm-hmm. I was in chaplain school, we, we focused a lot on the Enneagram. I mean, they put, I swear, we put more truth in that than, than the Bible. Right. And, and that, you need to be careful. Yeah, because you take this test and then they say you're like this. And yeah. you think, well, bam, bam, all mm-hmm. this, every single thing. You start just filtering why. everything through that. Yeah. That's dangerous. It is. It is. Yeah. So the test, I also want people to know the test has similarities and roots pointing to new age practices and teachings, which is the occult. So you have to be really careful about that. Um, It also uh, puts people in categories or boxes in a way that God's word never does that. God says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He is such a great creator that you are not like anyone else on the planet. And so for anybody to put you in a box all the time is not okay. Yeah. That's Satan to me. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And we need to enjoy the diversity of who we are and appreciate that. Do we sometimes act the same because we're from the same small town? Absolutely. Yes. That is normal. And that's that's just, Right. But we're still not the same. So I think if you believe that the Enneagram is true, then you might latch on too much and start filtering everything through the lens of that. And then similar to like astrology <clears throat> that wants to explain humans, people have a tendency to latch on things and believe things. Um, because parts of it make sense. Mm-hmm. But as believers in Christ, we should filter everything through the lens of Scripture 
because it alone provides absolute truth. And I tell you, it's easy to do. It's very easy. Because I got really caught up in it because it's neat. Yeah, it's And you think, oh, that's mm-hmm. me. And I do this and that's, oh, and that's so-and-so. And that's, uh-huh. and then oh, yeah. the you, book. You very much think, oh, that's such and such before you even look at yourself. Oh, man. I mean, I recently read a book about yeah. it. And a lot of Christians don't know that it has foundations in New Age. Because and they it, should. Yeah, it does cross over into the whole mental health mm-hmm. and spiritual to. life. It there's a there's something that's just a little iffy yeah. right there that people put too much faith in. Yes, but, anything that you put too much faith in outside of the scripture, the holy word of God, the Bible, you should be cautious at all. Yeah, because it, the books will even say, well, if you're a seven, you're not gonna you're yeah. not compatible to even be friends with a. Oh, one or I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. And that is not biblical. Can you? I mean, when you think back, God well, says we're a new creation in Christ. Yeah, I mean, if you think of some of your friendships or your favorite people, yeah. I guarantee you, it's probably some of the people that's more far off from you. Mm-hmm. And that's just we didn't used to have the Enneagram, no. <laughs> so we didn't think and, about those things. And the thing about that too is, like, if if one's supposed test says you struggle with this one thing. You might think, well, that's just my struggle. But no, God came to redeem that. That's right. So you should be wanting to work on that. Um, Don't be easily deceived by things that seemingly make sense. This is often how deception works. That's true. And I would say, too, be cautious about anything that focuses solely on yourself. Focus in life and truly solely on your experiences is very dangerous. And also what New Age teaches. If you experience it, then it's true. That is a very dangerous idea. Mm -hmm. Finally, I would say remember as Christians, we should be going through the sanctification process like we just talked about as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. So just because at times we might struggle with perfectionism doesn't mean that God is not working in us to overcome that. Right. Doesn't mean we have to be this one or whatever it says. Right. We should never say, as a believer in Christ, I just struggle with anger. It's who I am. Rather, we should say, I, I hate that. Right? How many times do people do that? All the time. They, and it's that, just who I am. And you have to. I just have an anger issue. And accept it. That's how it is. Uh, that is not what the scripture says. Right. Rather, we should say, um, I, I, rather we should say, I'm a new creation in Christ. I will die to my flesh daily. We may not change in an instant, but we should struggle. But we should not struggle as much today as, as the day we decided to follow Jesus. Right. That's not giving you any room to change or be better. Yeah, we struggle with things. But if you just accept it and go on with it. Yeah, exactly. It's never going to get any better. It's never going to get. Yeah. You're never going to learn anything new or get past that. So, no. so I, I guess our advice is the Enneagram's fun. And yeah. me and Natalie, we're, we're, we're both sevens. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the adventurer. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. But why do I have to be an eight? I know. And sometimes I'm like a nine. I mean, honestly, like, you can't. Don't put yourself in a box. That's yeah. what I'd say. I'm not, I'm not saying it's terrible if you've ever studied the Enneagram. But don't get so rooted in that that it's an end-all, be-all. Yeah. Because it know? can happen. And I had a teacher when we studied this, and she said, you're such a seven. And everything I would say, she said, you are such a seven. And And I got up on that, I'm like. And she never gave you any other opportunity to be anything like that. And I was a seven. 
But that was according to that. Yeah, but that was kind of neat to me. Mm-hmm. And had I not really stopped and thought to think about mm-hmm. it, even later, you yeah. could get caught up in that. You can. But you know what you are? You're Candace. That's right. And you're not. Exactly. That's who we are. That's who you are. So be who you are. Don't worry about filters and you know mm-hmm. how you look all the time. Most people they they want to see who you really are, and that's who they love you for. They will, and if they don't love you for who you really are, and even if your mom looks like Jane Fonda mowing, yeah, then you need to find new people to surround yourself with. That's true. We also need to look at people past what they look like on the outside, right? And ask God to give us a love for people who are different yeah. or frustrating to us. Because it's it's common. So it's something that you yeah. automatically do. You have to change your way of thought to mm-hmm. do it. But it's something that once you do, I don't know. It's yeah. It's neat. Yeah. It's, it, it might be painful at first, but it gets better. It gets easier. Yeah. I thank God they don't. People aren't looking on my outside. I know. Me too. Especially, Especially right in like now. sixth grade or something. Whoa. Well, they were looking on, but you know. Well, middle school's rough. Yeah. Y'all have a great one. (laughs) Be the real you. We love you for who you are. Thank you for tuning in to Miss Congeniality and the Third Runner-Up Podcast. We hope that you were able to laugh and be encouraged by our small-town girl talk from the perspective of a children's pastor and a professional counselor.